Today on A Frank Conversation, we're talking relationships. Yeah, so during the span, at one point we were five years separated, uh, back to back. He means physically separated. That's Kenneth Reyes and his wife, Maxine. Because the Army only really allots, they, they agree to the terms that, hey, listen, we'll put you 50 miles within each other. That's not taking into effect um, deployments to like Afghanistan or something like that. It was complicated. As officers, it gets even trickier because they see our careers as being totally separate from one another. And um, so literally when I came back from a 15 month through combat deployment, then they'll send her out for deployment. So then it comes it gets real tricky of trying to manage alternating, alternating rotations, uh, alternating deployments just so someone's there to be with the child. They invited me into some of the details of their 26 year marriage. What's worked, what has not, and what they continue to work on. Emotionally, you have to be very tough, very resilient, and um, it affects the partners differently. I know my wife had a, a much harder time separating from leaving her child. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, and being a leader, I was an officer in the 82nd Airborne, as a paratrooper, you really have to be very stoic with your soldiers. So, you know, there's no, they say there's no crying in baseball. And so, yeah, like the military, you really gotta be tough in front of your soldiers because they look to you uh, for that leadership and well hell you know uh, Major Reyes is still standing strong therefore I need to stand strong and and it goes on down but in, inside is very challenging and so I think you could speak to from your perspective yeah you just have to stay flexible you know um, it was challenging for me being away from my baby girl and it started off when she was five months old I was sent right. away for three weeks while I was breastfeeding and so as a new mom I had to pump my milk and throw it away <laughs> Uh, other moms can definitely attest that that is difficult. Uh, the next time we were apart, well, she was for a long, long period of time, she was four years old when I went to Afghanistan, um, in Qatar for 12 months. And that's when, actually, no, it was right before that, she was 11 months old. Yeah, 11 months old. Diamond, he was in Afghanistan. Diamond Saber, I think it's called. And I had the, the newborn. 11 months old, you were in Afghanistan, and I went to Haiti. Oh, that one, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we were both gone at the same time. I know it's a lot of separations, so we're trying yeah, to so many of them. <laughs> eat a catch up with Because at one point, she day. was 11 months, and I had, you know, a single dad 11 months, and I did exceptionally well, I might say, but uh, she used to send her, her friends over, because my wife's Jamaican, and so there's a tight Jamaican community anywhere in America where there's more than one Jamaican, and she used to send her over here just to check up on me, baby, some food, and just look around the house, make sure all the ba the, uh, the baby bottles are done nice and clean, <laughs> and then she would report back to back, seeing that everything good, everything uh, good, man. So you were deploying troops on the home front here from afar. You, yes. You were, you were sending people to do checkups. Yes. Yes, <laughs> but really just to, to help him out if he needed help. We call it being resilient. Relationship resiliency is uh, what we do nowadays, uh, but. Being able to communicate, talk, and confront each other in a very, you know, as positive atmosphere as you can. It's, it's, it's difficult when emotions run high on certain things. But um, I know for me, I've never been afraid to really bring up my concerns. And I think as men traditionally, we're, to, we're uh, you know, we're conditioned to be very quiet, reserved, hold it in, and not necessarily communicate. Uh, but, uh, you know, I definitely communicated all my concerns with my wife, whatever they are. And sometimes that uh, went well, sometimes it did it. But more importantly, I think the message is really to talk and communicate any frustrations that you have 
in with, a non-threatening environment. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The more positive you lay it out, the, the better chances you're going to have uh, positive results. Um, but not always. Because sometimes even just tell, share your concerns with someone can get a negative reaction for all sorts of reasons that they might feel attacked. They might feel like uh, they're not doing well enough. And these things can have all types of typical for predictable human behaviors uh, when you're confronting somebody with issues. Mm -hmm. But um, absolutely, man, you definitely have to articulate your expectations that you have for one another. And then... With that, you can work with. Yep. So expectation management is a, is a big thing that we both agree on. Um, whatever it is that we decide, then we just have to honor it. And um, being long distance, that really <laughs> is important because yeah. whenever we're thousands of miles away, uh, we know what we're expecting of each other. So it makes us feel confident that, hey, you know, we're, we're here to support each other, but at least we know that we're taking care of ourselves um, while we're separated geographically and um and just making sure that we we have that commitment to each other and you definitely have to take advantage of, of whatever technology is at the time because back in our first deployments and, and it was well our, our first deployments to afghanistan in 06 the best we had was a calling card and mm -hmm. um and, and these little booths uh somewhere in the, in the major hubs that we if we were lucky fortunate enough to go there we you know get in the queue get our time have our like our 15 minutes and you have to call and make it happen and so as the Different deployments, time went on. Um, I think the, the cell phones became more prevalent, prevalent, mm -hmm. but um, definitely wasn't no FaceTime. So nowadays when we're separated, we just use FaceTime and things of that nature because we just definitely leverage the technology to promote us being together. It's not the same, but um, you know, it, it helps. So you, but it takes an assertive effort. You have to make an assertive effort to go out there and maintain that relationship. Do you, your senses I imagine are heightened Right? Because you sing, you mm -hmm. sing, and so voice inflection is everything. Yeah, you okay. notice things that maybe the untrained ear may not hear. Mm -hmm. I, I saw you take a deep, deep breath yeah, right there. So yeah. you, you might be on the phone and you're mm -hmm. like, "Wait, what was that?" It, in your mind, yeah. it may register as nothing. But then you hear everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but I, I think it. He has a good ear too. <laughs> yeah, for for leading people and yeah. understanding, um, you know how. Uh, I always call human behavior. Yeah, you know it. It, it can be quite the challenge. <laughs> but yeah, whenever he's um, deployed, or uh, we're deployed, and we get to talk to each other, um, you can sense if something is wrong. Yeah. Uh, even though we are trying our best to not um, share certain things because we don't want each other just to worry about what's going on. So as long as we know that whatever it is that we're, that's going on around us, we're not going to let it affect. Uh, that moment that we get to talk to each other, just make it as, as positive as possible yeah, and convincing or, you know, um, to, just so we'll know that we're, we're, we're fine. We're you fine. know, something that I guess civilians don't really have to deal with is uh, you only have so much time to talk. And if something comes up, if a problem comes up between those 15 minutes you're talking and then you have to get off, then that could like this. Oh, that's a cliffhanger like that, the episode. Yeah, it is absolutely yeah. a cliffhanger. And depending how serious that this, the, the disagreement is, you know, and uh, that can be pretty intense. Hey, Ray, as you're done, you gotta get off the phone. Let's go. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. And, you know. And so they, you know, you have either either you get back in the queue, or maybe you out of money, yeah. or you have to go. Oh, no. And um, yeah, yeah. So this is it can be a lot of drama yeah. uh, when you're overseas and something's going on. So back you really home. have to prioritize, not ignore, but prioritize. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does this really matter? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You have to really budget absolutely. your emotions mm -hmm. and your time simultaneously. Or yes. you squander the moment. Oh, 
because Juana the moment. Yes, <laughs> and it, it's it's um it, it can be even more difficult for persons who are dual military like us. So if you are a traditional military couple, meaning one is in on active duty and the mm -hmm. other isn't, um, they may not understand when the other person has to go. Yeah. But because I've been in those situations before, yeah. I know when it's time to go, then I'm like, okay, babe, uh, you know, be safe, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. When an, a, a traditional spouse would be like, why you gotta go now? Or, right. you know they what I mean? Yeah, yeah they, they don't understand, but it just often uh, clicked to me that, hey, I, I've been there, I know how it is. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Can yeah. you want to share them the flower stores? Sure. Yeah, let me hear the flower story. So, uh, speaking of a short-term <laughs> phone call, so my wife told me, it was like uh, the first deployment, and my wife told me, I know you're going to be busy over there. Don't worry about um, my birthday. Don't worry about, um, you know, uh, Mother's Day or... No, no, uh, it wasn't a mother then. Don't worry about my birthday. Uh, just go out there and do your thing. Valentine's Day came around, <laughs> and, and then she didn't get it because I was busy doing combat yeah. operations in Afghanistan against the Taliban and Al-Qaeda forces. <laughs> and so I had a little priority, and so I had one of those short phone calls, and um, there was a tone in her voice, long story short, she was upset because she didn't get any attention on her birthday. <laughs> and, and I was like, hey, listen, you told me. Yeah. But you know, the old adage is, hey, listen, if she tells you, don't listen to her, do anyway. But I figured <laughs> since I was in a combat zone, maybe it was something a little different. Mm -hmm. But so, so she gave me, um, she expressed herself, how she felt. And so I said, all right, fine. So then I hung up the phone with what time left and called back. And I ended up sending her a, a hundred roses, mm -hmm. huge yeah. vase. I don't know what the price point was for roses back then. It didn't matter because I had to prove a point. And so, uh, needless to say, she got a uh, hundred roses. Yeah, I had this, uh, that same lady, Jamaican lady, that would go and oh, yeah. help him. I uh, actually shared the the roses with her. So <laughs> Give her like two dozen roses. Yeah. So to prove a point, uh, that's another. Where you, I got into an argument. I was running out of time, and then I just hung up on her, and I ordered with hundred roses just to. Uh, not to appease, but really was like kind of like to show her up. Okay, you want some attention? I'll give you. I'm going to send you some attention. Message her hundred. Did he atone? Was that atonement? Yeah, it was good. It yeah. Was okay. good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they share some of that with clients in their marriage help practice. It's happily joined, and so what we do, we we help couples to strengthen their bonds, um, in order to provide, um, you know, longevity. or to promote longevity and make happiness last. Because once you get married or you start a relationship, there's always this high that you're on and everyone's so happy. But when, after 15 years, are you going to still be as happy as you were when you are dating or when you first got married? And so it's really to promote um, longevity and ensure that whatever things that bring them joy as a couple, that continues. That's yeah. making happiness last. One of the uniqueness about me and my wife, uh, I only provide the male perspective and she provides the perspective from the, from the woman. Yeah. And so, you know, I rally for the men, she rallies for the ladies. And uh, I think that's unique to us because mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, talking heads on social media or, you know, in the space where they're trying to give some overall wisdom view and they're speaking for both genders. But I really stick to the men and she sticks to the ladies. And because uh, our perspectives are totally different, you know, it's our approaches to a problem are totally unique from the yeah. man's side and to the woman's side. Yeah. 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 And we help we help them um, through our retreats. We do retreats and live events yeah. um, where we have uh, pa panels, other professionals come out and you know they specialize in marriage and in relationships, healthy relationships. And so we ha we in always include other professionals as well. And we, we did write a, a workbook 
that debuted at number one on Amazon for the veterans um, for in the in the military, military category military, military what, family what's category. the name of our, our book happily joint this the name of the book yeah. is happily, happily joint the secret to relationship resiliency people started asking them what their secret to longevity was so they threw it in a book one thing that we always try to do with our couples is have them explore and identify their expectations for one another because very often expectations go uh, unspoken or not properly articulated then that leaves your partner at a disadvantage where they can either not meet that expectation or not even know that an expectation even exists mm -hmm. and so that is the biggest thing so what is the secret to my the secret to happiness well there really is no secrets because i think deep and down we, we all kind of know what we need to do for for healthy relationships but it's, it's a challenge to actually you know face those responsibilities mm -hmm. but i the, the better I articulate my expectations for my wife, the better opportunity she has to meet them. Mm -hmm. And then that increases the probability that I'm going to be happy yeah. because uh, she knows exactly what I need. And then even if my wife is, you know, so something she just won't do. She says, no, listen, I'm not interested in fulfilling that requirement of yours, okay? And then at least I already, at least I know there's closure there that I've, uh, I've I broached the subject. I've explained, articulated my, my particular need. And uh, for her, it's something that's just not attainable, whether it's physical, emotional, financial. And it says, yeah, we're not going to, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And then at least I have closure in that one aspect. So it's not building and rooting and it's not an irritation uh, to my ego or my soul or my pride. Mm -hmm. And so definitely for me, the secret of happiness is promoting that, um, articulating those expectations and allowing your partner to really be able to address it. Yeah, finding the root of the problem and then you know figuring out what it is that would resolve it and, and then resolve that and then maintain afterwards what is love i mean it, it's uh it, it's an emotion um for for me i it's it's something that um it's not hurt it's not pain um and it's something you always want to work through to get to a place of joy yeah uh, and on something that contributes to uplifting whether it's your partner or others around you i mean that's that's love for me yeah i think yeah. love from my male perspective is uh <laughs> you know when you love a woman when you voluntarily seek out to to meet her needs to take care of her provide her home provide her food shelter protection and and, and <laughs> want to help her fulfill her her goals and aspirations and so i think men we do that very well uh, when we are in love, we may not say we're love, may not want to hold, you know, say something lovey-dovey, but definitely a man, I, the men that I know, to include myself, when we strive to uh, meet our spouse's needs, meet our family's needs, that's love. The, the willingness just to give it all. What does it mean for you to feel loved? Uh, very great question. Uh, for me, uh, to feel love is to, to really to be respected. You know, um, I think... Myself as a man and, and other men that I've either counseled or mentored or when we get together and and, uh, and then when we hold, you know, like Bible study amongst men, uh, being respected is like the number one love language that I come across more often than that with men, to be respected for all the things that we do for our family. Much respect to the Reyes family for their dedication and longevity. Be sure and check out their book on Amazon. Remember, Happily Joint, The Secret to Relationship Resiliency. And you know we do these bi-weekly. Thanks for listening to A Frank Conversation. And until next time, have a good one.